sunlight, children playing, blue delphiniums growing straight and proud on the hillside. How she loved delphiniums. They were out of the elevator and he was leading her toward the parking lot. Only a little longer, Carrie. He opened the door of a black Lexus. Jump in, Sam. Sam jumped into the car and immediately settled down on the seat. He opened the passenger door for Carrie. I'll have you home in no time. He was smiling as he helped her into a boat at the dock on the lake. Then he was rowing, his oar lifting and falling in the glittering blue water. He pulled into her driveway and stopped the car. He reached for her purse. I need your keys. He pulled them out, opened the rear door for Sam, and strode up the steps to the front porch. They had drifted under the overhanging branches of a weeping willow, and she could see the reflection of the lacy fronds in the water. He was smiling at her. Warmth. Safety. Joy. Carrie. He was holding out his hand to help her from the boat. Come with me. Where? It didn't matter. She knew wherever he led her would be beautiful. She took his hand. They were going up the front stairs. Sam was tearing around the porch, and Silver led him into the house before he pushed her gently into the foyer. He followed her into the house and closed the door. He leaned back against it and drew a deep breath. Thank God. Clouds again over the lake, she noticed uneasily. She didn't like it. Not clouds. Smoke, Silver said. I can't keep it away from you any longer. It's smoke, and it's getting thicker. But it's not going to hurt you anymore. That part's over, Carrie. I'm getting out. I'll try to do it slow and easy, but it's going to be a wrench. Smoke was swirling about her like fog, obscuring the lake and the willow and the children, and beyond the smoke, fire. Charlie! she screamed. Easy. Silver grasped her shoulders. You knew it was coming. Accept it. He's dead. Charlie's dead. He nodded. He died about five minutes ago. She closed her eyes as she tried to absorb the shock and sorrow. How do you know that? Her eyes flicked open, and she tore away from him. And what the hell are you doing in my house? Trying to keep you from blowing your cover, and don't give me any grief, he added roughly. I'm too pissed to feel sympathetic at the moment. Do you think this was easy for me? I suppose I could have left you in that closet until someone found you, but by that time you'd have probably had to be treated at the local funny farm. Get out of here. I don't know who you are and I don't care. She moved toward the telephone. I have to call the station. To find out what you already know. Charlie's dead. The other man on the staircase is on his way to Grady Hospital. He'll probably live. He paused. And you suspect who I am, or at least what I am. Go away. Maybe Charlie's not dead. It doesn't have to be true. She dialed the station number and Dave picked up. Dave, I heard there was trouble at... Oh, God, Gary. His voice was cracking. Charlie, what a hell of a... I knew him for 30 years. He was thinking about retiring in the spring. Why did it have to happen to... She hung up. She couldn't take any more. She leaned her head against the wall, 
the tears flowing down her cheeks. I'll give Sam some water and make a pot of coffee, Silver said quietly. Come when you're ready. Kitchen's down the hall, right? He didn't wait for an answer. She moved into the living room and dropped down on the couch. She should call Edna and see if she wanted her to come over. No, not now. She didn't even know if she'd been notified yet. Carrie dropped her head on the arm of the couch and didn't try to stop the tears from coming. Charlie deserved tears. She could hear Silver in the kitchen saying something to Sam. This stranger was clearly making himself at home, and yet she felt no sense of threat. Maybe she was too stunned to feel fear. Or maybe he was making sure she wasn't afraid. That thought was terrifying in itself. She wouldn't think about it. She was too upset to deal with anything right now. She'd give herself a little time to regain her composure before she had to go and face him. She'd close her eyes for just a moment and escape from all the pain and sorrow. She was sleeping. Silver stood in the doorway and looked down at her, curled on the couch. He knew it was a sleep that wouldn't last long. She'd been exposed to too much and had to recoup from the overload. He'd seen it many times before. She looked almost childlike with her tousled short chestnut hair and smooth satiny complexion. But she wasn't a child. She was tough and stubborn and she was going to give him a hell of a bad time. So stop feeling sorry for her. He'd try to give her something in return, but there was no doubt he was going to use Carrie Murphy. There was too much in the balance for him to walk away now. It was over an hour before Carrie woke and another fifteen minutes before she felt steady enough to leave the shelter of the living room and go to the kitchen to face Silver. If that was his name. How could she be sure anything he told her was true? He'd exploded into her life when she was at her most vulnerable, and he was still only a shadow figure to her. She stopped in the doorway. He was sitting at the kitchen table talking on the phone, and he didn't look in the least shadow-like. He had dark hair and dark eyes, was somewhere in his mid-thirties and powerfully built. Yes, power was the key word to describe him. He exuded authority and confidence. The impression was so dominant that it made no difference that he was dressed in faded jeans and a sweatshirt and that his features were less than handsome particularly now that he was frowning at something that he was hearing on the phone. He glanced up and saw her and said quickly, Call you back, Gillen. He hung up and rose to his feet. Sit down. I'll get you a cup of coffee. I'll get it myself. She moved toward the cabinet. After all, it is my house. He shrugged. Suit yourself. He sat back down. Just trying to be accommodating. I promised I'd be nice to you. He scowled. It's been damn hard. She stared at him in disbelief. I couldn't care less whether you're nice to me or not. I don't know you, and I don't want to know you. I lost a good friend today, and I just want you to get out of here and leave me alone. Can't do it. He sipped his coffee. I need you. Believe me, if I thought I could get the same kind of help somewhere else, I'd be out of here. I've had a hard week, and you've made it tougher. Sit down and we'll talk. I don't want to talk. She poured her coffee and had to steady her hand before she picked up the cup. I was pretty much out of it, 
but I believe you were kind to me earlier today. But that doesn't mean you can barge into my life. If you don't get out, I'll have to call the police. You don't want to call in the cops. Any questions they ask me may have awkward consequences for you, he added. And you're not going to get rid of me until you sit down and listen. She hesitated, staring at him. She was tempted to tell him to go to hell, but there was something she had to know, something that was filling her with fear. She slowly moved across the room and sat down at the table. But she found she couldn't ask that question yet. Instead, she asked, How did you know I was in that closet? You were sending out a distress call that was nearly blowing my mind. He studied her expression. You're afraid of me. I'm not afraid. Not that I'm going to mug you or rape you. You're afraid I'm going to intrude. He shook his head. No way. It hurts too damn much. I don't know what you're talking about. The hell you don't. He shook his head wearily. I was told you were stubborn and preferred to turn a blind eye. I meant to be patient and kind and all that crap, but you blew me out of the water. You must have really liked this, Charlie. Of course I liked him. He was a great guy. But not too perceptive. He liked you, but he never realized how you were using Sam. She stiffened. Sam? He sighed. Okay. Let's jump over this hurdle and get things out in the open. Sam's a nice pup, but as an arson dog, he's a complete washout. He couldn't sniff out a beefsteak in a butcher shop. You're crazy. Everyone knows he's the best arson dog in the...